Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Today, today, team, today, we are going to talk about a piece of corporate oppression proceedings. We have a plaintiff, that's someone who kicks off court proceedings, who is seeking a share sale. The reason they are seeking a share sale is that they own a minority shareholding in a company and they're seeking to have the majority shareholder buy it out. Now, all the parties, both the majority and the minority say, yep, a share sale is appropriate, but they're arguing about the price. What the majority shareholder says is, yeah, yeah, me buying the shares is fine, but there should be a minority discount. The value of those shares should be reduced because it's just a minority slice and we're gonna get into why. The reason we're gonna get into why is because when we're talking about corporate oppression and the valuation of a shareholding uh, that's sold pursuant to that area of the law, if there's been oppression, you don't get a minority discount and if there's no oppression, then the position is a little bit more open. So, let's get into a reasonably long chronology. In the early 2000s, we have this company, this entity we're talking about, kicking off uh, its business, and what it does is essentially provide sort of support and ancillary services to software providers, and one of its big contracts over the years is with the Department of Defense and it manages to make some money some years for some considerable period of time. Now, strap yourself in. <laughs> in about uh, 2008-2009, there's a different set of oppression proceedings where our same minority shareholder gets an order from the court that this old majority shareholder, someone not related to our proceedings today, has to buy out their minority share. And this old majority shareholder gets that order, but then is made bankrupt, and so has no money to buy the minority shares out. And so the minority shareholder is left owning this minority sharehold that they don't necessarily want to hold. In any case, we then find ourselves in about 2009, when the next shareholder, the next majority shareholder who gets their shares from the bankrupt <laughs> former majority shareholder comes in and what that shareholder does is come in that shareholder is also a director and in the years about 2009 to 2012 really um, gets their teeth into the corporation does some good hard work brings a lot of value to the business and looking at the uh, sort of year-on-year -year outcomes financially what we can see really transparently is there's some high quality proper work done by that new majority shareholder who is also a director. From about that 2009 period, that new majority shareholder who is also a director also causes the company to pay a significant amount in fees. So we've got a big chunk of money coming out um, to that shareholder director from 2009 to 2012 and ongoing. So if you can hold on to that, these payments keep coming out to the majority shareholder in an ongoing way. Now, um, that situation continues over time uh, up to about 2015 when this majority shareholder transfers their shares to another new majority shareholder. And that new and current majority shareholder happens to be the life partner 
of that previous majority shareholder, right? So we've had three majority shareholders. We had our bankrupt one, gone forever, we don't care. We had our director majority shareholder who did all that hard work in 2009 to 2012 and was receiving those payments. And then we have our current majority shareholder who is the life partner of that previous majority shareholder. And that life partner, as well as the director shareholder, are both now receiving significant payments from the company. They're also receiving some travel expenses and uh, they are keeping the company bubbling along, but they're not doing very much work, right? So the company is a business that's often operating and the director and the now majority shareholder are not actually engaged in it very much, except for taking a bit of money out from time to time. Through this time, let's turn back to our minority. Remember who kicked off all these proceedings and who won an oppression suit a decade ago but got that uh, buyout order against the original majority shareholder who couldn't afford to pay. So this minority shareholder is still trying to get out. Now, interestingly, this minority shareholder had no role and did absolutely nothing in the company from the year 2011 through to 2018. And it is more or less literally absolute silence with no inquiries made, no dealings with the company. And so uh, that changes in about 2018 when some family law orders are made in respect of the minority shareholder and they are all of a sudden re-engaged with what might be happening with the company. That re-engagement leads us right back to the start of our discussion. Remember, we had our minority shareholder who's come to court to say, I want a share sale. The majority has said, yep, the share sale's fine, but we want a minority discount. And what the majority is saying to the minority is they're saying, look, you stepped out of the business. You were gone for seven or eight years. You weren't oppressed. There's, there's no need for us to pay full price. You took it upon yourself to step out. You should wear the consequences of that. And there's no reason why we should be paying full price for your shares. Well, what the court did was, in short, disagree. The court said there had been oppressive conduct the court said that oppressive conduct included causing the company to pay travel expenses both to our shareholder director and to our current shareholder, said that was oppressive, uh, and said that the payment of those uh, director's fees, and we'll call them salaries in a loose sense, it's not what they were technically, but payments out of the company, for any years aside from that hardworking 2009 to 2012 period, that was oppressive too. And so there's no minority discount. And so the majority shareholder must pay what I will loosely call full value or certainly not minority discounted value for their shares. Pretty exciting adventure there today. And I hope it assisted you in getting a bit of an understanding of the nature of a minority discount. And I'll look forward to chatting again soon uh, with another coffee and in respect of another case note. Cheers.